Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hi, and welcome to the Get Real podcast. This is Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. Hey, Ron. Yeah, we're here. Hey, we are here. It is Monday. We are excited. And uh, today we're going to talk about retirement planning and how to not be a sucker. And we'll we'll go into that a little bit more here. So, uh, Ron, yeah, do you want to... Uh, <laughs> what? I don't want to be a sucker, so I think this is going to be a good one. I don't think any of us want to be a sucker. So it just happens. Um, so on that topic, so don't be a sucker. What, what does that have to do with retirement? Ron, do you well, know? There's probably, uh, there's a ton of different things, right? Not the least of which is our awesome government that um, supposedly set up this fantastic retirement for everybody called Social Security. I mean, everybody's aware of that, right? It's such yeah, a I've heard of it. Such a great program. Actually, would be if they would just stop robbing all of the money out of it. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, our our government simply cannot control themselves, and they they continue to um, suspend all of the money uh, that was in there. So now it is it is no longer a retirement program. It is a big, enormous hole uh, in which there is. No money. So if the deficit is paid off, that'll be, you know, there'll be money in there again, right? Or... <laughs> yeah, I love that. If. I don't usually like the word if um, because <laughs> that means it's not going to happen, um, which is the truth in this case. It is not going to happen. So, right. Uh, no. I mean, they keep spending way more than we take in, which is the opposite of paying off any deficit or any. Uh, of the interest on the deficit, so uh, or the debt. I mean, let's, so we have a deficit and we have debt and interest on the debt, and I mean, we could get into the whole debt clock and all that stuff, but that's depressing. It is depressing, man. We're paying money in there every month, and we're never going to see a cent of it, huh? Especially yes, me. I mean, well, I mean, I think if if you're going to retire in the next five years, you probably will. You probably see all of it. And, I'm totally um, going to retire in the next five years, Ron. Come and on. Look, I think, um, I mean, we can talk about the baby boomers. That's, that's part of the problem, right? But it's not their fault that, that it's part of the problem. It just, it just is. Um, we already explained who the problem is. The problem is the government, uh, all the politicians that continue to raid the money. Um, but the, you know, the baby boomers put money in here and, and they expected a return as, and they're owed a return. Um, but the reality is there's no money there to pay the return. So um, all of the younger uh, generation X, the millennials, what are they calling the new generation now, Angela? I don't even oh, know. So it's, it's X, snowflakes, and then what? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why? Yeah, kind of get stuck on snowflake, don't you? Just, uh, just, just I'm just kidding. Stick right there. <laughs> I am one of them, so I'm allowed to make fun of them, just barely. But barely. Uh, Angela does not like to be called a millennial. I um, don't. There, there are some. There are some great, uh, a whole bunch of great millennials out there that uh, that get it. Um, unfortunately, there's a whole bunch out there that give you guys a bad name. 
So. We have a bad rep. And I think since I started college four years early, I should get to be pushed up into the older group, you know, by default. Well, you just right. default push yourself up there. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, yeah. But so, my point is that, that your generation, my generation, which is Generation X, we, we are going to pay for all of the baby boomers. Now they've already paid. They already paid for themselves. So don't don't get me wrong. I don't get a bunch of hate mail from the uh, well, right. We're gonna double pay for them so they can actually get some money. They already back. paid for it. The government spent all of the money they gave them for this program. It's supposed to be in a lockbox, right? Um, and the reality of the situation is that now that program um, it's it's roughly a quarter. Um, I mean, it is it is so much of our budget, uh, like over. Over half uh, goes to pay our social insurances, like Social Security and, and, and right. Medicare and all that good stuff, right? But, um, I mean, just, just Social Security takes up a quarter of our spending. I mean, a quarter. Ouch. It's enormous. And it's growing, right? So that brings me back to the baby boomer a challenge because 12,000 baby boomers – are retiring every day, every day, um, you know, for the next many years. That's a lot of folks, yeah. all, all of which are going on social security. And so, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say no politicians are ever going to be honest about this problem because <laughs> they don't want to be the one to bear the bad news. So you kind of just have to know, right. We're never going to hear about it. I, I don't, I don't think so either, Angela, but the reality is, is that it, if they do, all it is going to do is just going to impact some of the people who already paid into the, either right. somebody's getting screwed, I guess. Yeah. So the whole don't yeah. be sucker thing is it don't, don't rely on social security. If you get it, uh, well, great. Good for you, I guess. Um, <laughs> but I, I certainly wouldn't plan on having that if you are not already retired or aren't very soon to be retired. Um, they've, there's always already been uh, loads of talk about, um, you know, making it so that the, the more wealthy don't get it. Um, and more wealthy, that, that definition, that term, uh, everybody thinks it's, it's all of the, you know, DECA and, you know, right. DECA millionaires and, and higher, right? But it's, it's not. I mean, wealthy in America is anybody who makes about, what, $200,000 a year or more. So yeah, as a, as a family, right? <laughs> yeah, so pretty much anybody that lives on either of the coasts, uh, that's you. You're, you're wealthy. So yeah. um, so anyway, uh, to not get completely bogged down in, in uh, Social Security, uh, that's one of the things. Don't be a sucker, right? you you, you got to plan ahead for these kind of things because the promises that were made to all of us are not going to come true from the government. They're just, they're just straight not. No, I think it's kind of like we were saying in the last episode, Ron, I think you said that, um, you know, you can't, uh, you can't spend like you're going to be making more money down the road. Uh, same thing with, with this, with planning to retire. We can't plan our retirement expecting that the government's going to help, right? That's crazy. So, so that was the biggest point. Don't be a sucker. Don't create your plan around uh, Social Security because most likely it's not going to happen. Hmm. Well, and that you just you just use the the p word. Most people don't ever have a plan anyway. Their plan is right. lottery, and that's shocking. I don't know if you've seen the statistics on that, but but 
you know, like a quarter of our population thinks that the only way they're going to retire is if they hit the lottery. So they play the lottery. That is so sad. Oh. I know. I know. When, you know, you, you absolutely can if you just put together a plan. There's plenty of people who don't make a lot of money, but that, that have had a plan and have lived right, um, not lived among their, uh, above their means, and they have a, they have a retirement plan, right? They, right. They, they're on the road, and a lot of them that have retired and are living the way that they wanted to live. Right. Yeah, just thinking, you know, how in the world can I ever hope to retire, uh, you know, and, and worrying about it, that's it's never going to help until you actually make a solid plan. Um, you know, it's never going to happen. So, so how do we do that, Ron? What's the best way to, you know, how do you start a plan? Well, I think it goes back to kind of our goal, goals. Um, I know in one of the episodes we talked about goals and how do you set those and how do you, how do you move forward with them? It's kind of the same thing. You need to sit down and put together a vision for, uh, I believe you need to put, put together a vision for your life now. We talked about that already. But you also need to have one for your future. What, is, what does retirement look like to you? It looks completely different to everybody. So right. going in and, and putting together a financial plan for your retirement when you don't even know what your retirement looks like or what number you're chasing is, is kind of psychotic. Um, yeah, and really, it shouldn't be just about the numbers. I think, you know, most of us, when we think about retirement, you think, you know, how much money do I have to save to be okay, right? And be able to travel or do whatever I want. But that's kind of a bad place to start. You really need to think about, you know, what you want your life to look like then, what's important to you. Um, like we talked about building out your perfect day, if you heard that on another episode. Um, what is your day-to-day life going to look like? What, what matters? Um, and it's really important to be honest about that um, because, you know, just, just saying you want some number, uh, it's not good enough. It's not going to build you a plan that actually motivates you. So, Yeah, so you need to ask yourself some pretty specific questions about what life looks like. Um, yeah. I mean, what does your day look like? What does your life look like? Where are you? What are you doing? Right. Where do you live? Who are you right. with? Where, yeah, where is this all happening? Do you travel a lot? Do you like to stay home? Have you bought your piece of, you know, the American dream and you're just going to live on it or in it? Um, I mean, what, what does all of that look like? And then I think um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like these business owners. Like I, I go to these big conferences, these guys with these huge businesses that are making an enormous amount of money. And, um, you know, you ask them, why, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Well, it's for my family. And the thing that hurt the thing that hurts me is that I already know they're working ninety hours a week and they travel a ton, which means they could be doing it for their family in their mind, but they don't ever see the people that they're doing it for. So, right, I mean, they're really doing it for their family, and and if they really are trying to do it for their family, they may be going about it just a little bit backwards. Um, and then the next question I usually ask those guys is, well, have you ever put a price tag on what it looks like to actually? be living the way that you want to live? And almost inevitably, the answer is no. They have no clue, you know? So I could go and I could say, hey, I'll give you a check for $10 million for your business. Will you take it? And they, they don't know because they don't know if their life costs 10 million or 50 million or 1.5 million. They don't know. But if you, if you 
answer those questions, Angela. Yeah. And you can actually, you can actually say, oh my gosh, on a yearly basis, it's going to cost me 80,000, 150,000, 200,000, whatever the number is, doesn't make any difference what the number is. Then you've got a, then you've got somewhere that you can work backwards from. Right. And I find what most people find, including you've talked about Rod and Phyllis before and um, Carol and some of the other people that we've helped. Um, none of them thought they were that close. None of them. Uh-uh. And yet here they are sitting on this pile of assets and their financial advisor is telling them that they're not anywhere close, that they need millions more dollars or whatever. When in reality, if they just get a decent return that's paying them cash flow uh, and get out of the growth stocks, right. most of them can, they're, they're way closer than they think they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, uh, the return does make a big difference. And um, I think we mentioned this in an earlier episode too. You know, um, if, if, you're, if you're trying to just collect a huge pile of money and live off of it and hope it doesn't run out with a, you know, a tiny little return that you're getting from whatever stocks or, uh, you know, savings account, whatever it is, um, is a little bit different than planning your retirement based around the cash flow number that you need, the passive income you need to have coming in every month. Um, and, you know, higher returns that you can get in other, other avenues, real estate for one. So, um, that's pretty important. You never cannibalize your, your nest egg, right? It never, right. it gets bigger off. while you're getting cash flow, right? Exactly. So. So it's, it's, it's spinning off cash flow, but you're not actually consuming the, right. the nest egg that you've built, right? Yeah. Huge difference. So, so like Ron said, you know, it's, it's super important to get down to the very, I mean, to get detailed on what you want your life to look like, what's your lifestyle going to be before you make a plan so that you can actually uh, get concrete about, about planning, um, planning your life and what it's actually going to take, what your number is um, and how to get there. So, uh, we actually, uh, we do that in our other company, in our RP Capital. Um, we call it the Wealth Plan, and it is, uh, it's a free service that we offer to everyone to kind of help them see, you know, where they want to go, um, how much it's going to take to get there, and then how to get there faster than they thought they could. Um, and we just, we have this awesome program we built, um, and we go through this whole thing with you. I mean, it helps if you kind of have an idea where you want to go. But we actually get down into the details of your why, um, you know, what it is that's actually important to you, what you want your life to look like, um, and then help you connect that to the money it's going to take and um, help you formulate a plan. So it's pretty cool software. Um, I like what you said, though, because the, the numbers and the software, all that really cool stuff that doesn't really help if there's nothing that's behind it, right? If there's if right. there's no idea of what things look like, because then you end up with a bunch of money. Like, again, a lot of these business owners do. They end up with a ton of money and, and they have no idea outside of their business. They have no life and they've forgotten how to have fun. They've forgotten what they like to do because they don't, they haven't had any time to go do anything. Right? They've just been working and working and working and working. Um, and if that's you out there, take a second, just, step back and, and plan out your life. Think, think about what it is because when you, when you can actually envision what it is and then you can put a price tag on it, then you can attack something. Then there's actually something there you can attack instead of this number that we pull out of our right. hind quarters 
and expect that it's just the right number, you know? Yeah. That clarity is super important before you start doing this plan. So, um, yeah. So Ron, uh, I know you, I mean, we've done this, you know, many times with, with many different people. There's a really good story though. And I think you'd tell it better than me, um, of Carol out in California. Do you want to talk about her story for a minute? Yeah, it was really cool. Cause I, I sat down to talk with her and her husband. Um, this was years ago. I can't remember how many years ago, but it was, it was a long time ago. Um, and what we did, what we do with, with all of our clients is we sit down and we go through a, a, a very simplistic income statement and balance sheet, which nine times out of 10, the people we're talking to have never done. They don't know what their net worth is. They don't have any idea what their financials are, right? Right. Which incidentally, most businesses don't either. So um, I sat down with them and, um, and I asked them their goals and, you know, we started talking about, you know, what Angela and I were just discussing and, um, and I asked them, you know, well, what do you think is a good goal for when you retire? What you, how much money you want? And um, her husband said $10,000 a month. I want $10,000 a month. And, <laughs> and she laughed out loud at him. And I was like, um, I had already, you know, I'd already seen what their financials were. I said, you know, I don't, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's an outlandish goal at all. I think it's very realistic. Um, and she didn't believe it. She, she thought it was, she thought it was kind of crazy. But the cool thing is, is that she sent me, if you knew Carol, then you would, you would understand that. I mean, she, I asked her, I don't know, a couple years later, ask her for a testimonial. I said, hey, man, would you, would you write down that story? That, that was a really cool story you just told. Would you write that down and then just send it to me? Um, and in the, in the way that only Carol would do it, she sent me a, a PowerPoint. And this, this PowerPoint is multiple pages. It's super I mean, detailed. <laughs> yeah. It has our pro formas in here with the pro forma numbers and the, and the actuals um, and how much we were off and which way and why. Um, it's the best testimonial I've ever received. It's, it's, it's really pretty cool. Um, but it's, it's funny because she starts up here at the top that she says, you know, she, she thought we were nuts. She thought both her husband and I were crazy. But when we left that, after just a few months, um, we had taken an $1,100 basically negative cash flow and turned it into a $1,700, uh, almost $1,800 positive cash flow. And then since then, she just keeps sending me updates, right? She just, she just, She'll send me an update occasionally on what's going on. And we've gotten multiples of those. Um, and she's, she's almost to her goal. Um, very, very close now. Super close. Yeah. But the, the first time she sent me that, she says, uh, she says, I'm very happy you and my husband are thinking big for our retirement. $10,000. <laughs> I don't think you both are so crazy now, uh, which, is the, which is the greatest thing, right? Because yeah. Anybody who knows me knows I, I enjoy being right. And I, and I am most of the time, Angela. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never seen you be wrong that I can remember. No, yeah, never, never. Not today anyway. So, no. so, uh, so that's fun when, uh, when somebody tells me that I'm right <laughs> and that I'm not crazy. Um, it's, it's a fantastic story because, you know, it's someone who started with, um, you know, they started with some assets. So I don't want to suggest that they didn't have uh, a bunch of assets, but they weren't rich. 
um, but they're able to, over um, a relatively short amount of time, create a passive income that is nearly $10,000. We just got done completing a 1031 exchange for, uh, almost completing a 1031 exchange for them and where they've tripled their, their cash flow. Um, and I mean, they're, they're almost there in a relatively short amount of time. Um, and then, you know, I could go over other people, you know, that, that had some assets had done things kind of right. You know, they've, they've saved. And, but if you, you take that money, you go into a, a normal financial planner, they're going right. to say, you need a lot more than that, you know, because the reality of the situation is you really don't make very good returns when you put it in the stock market or over time in the stock market or in, in uh, mutual funds or anything like that. They right. say you do, but did what you really don't, you know, <laughs> you do, but you're going to need a lot more money than that to retire. So you do. And then, they, uh, then you lose half of it. Uh, yeah. and then you do, and then you lose half of it and that's the way it goes. So you really don't. Right. Uh, yeah. Funny, but not really. So, <laughs> so yeah, like after you make your plan. Um, so we talked about, you know, figuring out your why, right. And, and figuring out what it is you really want and how you want your normal everyday life to look, which is super critical before you build your plan. Um, after you've built your plan, you know, I think, I think something else that people forget to do is uh, to try to live parts of it now. Um, I just wanted to mention that really quick. Um, you know, if you build out your why and your, what your perfect life looks like, like Ron mentioned, um, you know, it's kind of a, a lot, it's really easy to fall into the trap of I'm working as hard as I can now. I'm hustling. I'm working however many hours a week. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it so I can live the life I want to live in the future. Angela, it's um, not however many hours. You, you have obviously not been on Facebook in a while. It is 365. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Seven days a week, 365. Hustle, grind, you know. <laughs> okay. Be yeah. the lion. Be the lion, Angela. You, yeah. you, you got to. I don't want it, Ron. Just, you, you know. <laughs> work, work, work all the time. Sacrifice now so you can live later unless you die, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So I don't agree with that. You know, I mean, I believe in working hard and uh, also having some fun. So I know you do too. Um, if, if you're one of those people, though, that's just working, working, working for the future, I think it's really important to, you know, like Ron said earlier, stop and take a minute. Uh, try to think about how you can live parts of your perfect life now. Um, there are parts of it you can implement without, um, you know, without having a lot more funds than you do now, or, um, you just got to get creative. How, how can you live parts of that life now? I think that's important to think about. Yeah, I think it's critical. And I will suggest that almost everybody, if they sit down and actually plan it out and, and start putting price tags on all of the stuff, will realize that you don't really need that much money, you know, um, cause there's a funny thing that happens once you get to the point where you have enough money to buy, you know, the big fancy, the, the fancy cars and all the stuff and all that. Then really when you sit down and plan your life out, it, at least for me, it didn't revolve around any of that stuff. It revolves around. I want to be, I want freedom. I want time. Time is what I want. And mm -hmm. you can have that now and you can enjoy it really well now. Maybe you shouldn't be driving a Bentley today. If you want one, put it in there. I mean, I'm not saying I don't put it in there. I'm just saying, you know, 
don't buy the Bentley today. Enjoy the experiences today. Buy the Bentley later. In America, we seem to get things backwards a little bit. Right. We buy the Bentley today, and then we pay for it for the next 12 years because yeah. we couldn't possibly pay for it in five or six because it's a Bentley and we shouldn't be buying it anyway. Um, you know, unless we have yeah, no, maybe, maybe the things you want to try and implement now are things that, you know, that really matter to you that would matter if you were told you only had a week to live, the Bentley wouldn't matter. Right. What would, I mean, I think that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I think so too. So take the hustle and grind t-shirt, wear it to the gym where it's appropriate and, uh, you know, don't work so damn hard. Uh, work, work hard. But, you know, take a, take a line from the office like we have. I mean, it's, it's in our company's uh, – It company. is. Our core values, one of them. Values have fun. Where we, yeah, where we say, you know, we work hard, we play hard. Sometimes we play hard when we should be working hard. Yep. And, and Amen. We, and we do. But when it's time to work hard, we work hard. And, and everybody should. Yep. Right? So, same thing in your retirement. I mean, just, just plan for it. I love what Angela said. Just start living some of it now. You'd never know. Thanks. Okay, we're going to end with that. Uh, If you guys have any comments for us or questions or suggestions on what we should talk about on here, uh, please visit getrealestatesuccess.com. You can subscribe to our podcast and let us know what you want to hear. So thanks for listening. Then then hit the like button. But if you don't, then just um, go listen to somebody else's podcast. (laughs) Yes. Adios. Cool. Thanks, Ron. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.